0: Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Columbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martini's coming up.
1: So glad you're with us for the Monday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. Grab the stool. It's going to be a busy week. We've got impeachment, I think, Wednesday, Jim. We've got uh, USMCA. We've got uh, funding the government, all sorts of stuff. And as usual, no one's interested in actually downsizing government. But uh, that's neither here nor there for right now. We're sponsored today by Quip electric toothbrushes. Go to getquip.com slash martini to save on gift set and your first refill free with a refill plan. So much more on Quip in just a moment. Uh, Jim, we have good, bad and crazy martinis. Let's start with the good. And uh, it kind of jumps off of one of our bad martinis from last week. And that was the IG report on just how badly the FBI abused the FISA process. Uh, Michael Horowitz did not come to any concrete conclusion about why it happened. He boiled it down to two different things, which we'll get to in just a moment. But Jim Comey was a guest on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace on Sunday. And uh, there were a couple of choice moments where uh, Jim Comey's ego and Chris Wallace's facts clashed. And I'll leave it to you to figure out who won. When it came to the Steele dossier, uh, Horowitz said, unlike uh, Comey and the FBI, that uh, it was the critical factor, not part of the broader
2: mosaic. Here's how Wallace confronted him. It wasn't part of a broader mosaic. That's what you said, sir.
0: I'm not sure he and I are saying different things. What his report says is that the FBI thought it was a close call until they got the steel report put that additional information in and that tipped it over to be probable cause It's a long FISA application includes steel
2: material and lots of other material I don't think we're saying different things well I think you are sir because he's saying you're saying it's part of a broader mosaic it's just one element he's saying it was the tipping point it's what brought it over that doesn't make it part of a broader mosaic it makes it the centerpiece of the whole FISA application and the ability to surveil Carter Page
0: yeah, I don't understand what to be saying that, and I could be wrong about that. And then there was
1: this little doozy about the fact that the CIA told the FBI that Carter Page was a
2: source for them, and then the FBI told the FISA court that Page wasn't. You never tell the FISA court that, and in fact, in 2017, an FBI lawyer doctors a document. The CIA said, oh, Carter Page, he's a source, and he puts in the application, he's not a source.
0: Yeah, i got to take issue with one of the, I'll answer the question, but one of the predications of your question, the inspector general did not find misconduct by any FBI people. He found mistakes and negligent no, and oversight. No, 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 no
2: that's not, not g- true. In the case of Kevin Kleinsmith, he has referred it for a criminal investigation.
0: Right, but that's not been resolved. This business with the lawyer changing some email to a partner on the team. I mean, you make it sound
2: like it's not much. It's, no, a, no, it's, no, it's, quite it's very a important. It's very I mean, important. I mean, but, not a, sor- a, a source to not a source is a big deal. Remember how we got here.
0: The FBI was accused of criminal mis- Remember, I was going to jail, and lots of other people were going to jail. People on this network said it over and over and over again. Because some
1: people overhyped it, uh, let's just ignore all the problems that actually did happen. And uh, Jim, then we get to uh, quibbling over what Horowitz did and did not conclude.
0: He doesn't conclude that there was intentional misconduct by these career special agents. No, he, he just says doesn't. it's one of two
2: things, and he can't decide: gross negligence or it was intentional misconduct. Well, that's just read, what
0: he said. I've read his report. He says I, we are not concluding that there was intentional misconduct by FBI. Did you hear personally. what
2: he just said here? I. Did. I don't know the context of that. I've read it. He was that. asked specifically, how do you explain it? And he said, gross, negligence, or intentionality.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. He doesn't find intentionality, but that doesn't make it any less important. As director, you are responsible for this. Jim, what do you make of that?
3: Yeah, you know, I love how Comey's thing is. Look, I'm not saying this doesn't matter. I'm just saying there shouldn't be any consequences. This is our, our good martini because Chris Wallace absolutely ate his Wheaties that morning and just, you know, tore Comey to shreds. Um, Does it seem interesting, like, like, you know, Comey, you know, obviously had had a pretty good reputation for most of the time he was at at the FBI, Trump fires him, he turns into this martyr, he, he, you know, all of a sudden, oh, can you believe Trump did this? Everybody, he's the last Boy Scout in Washington, everybody respects him, you know, Um, and, and, you know, I'd written my article pointing out that there were a bunch of retired FBI personnel who were not quite comfortable with the way James Comey was starting to become the face of the resistance, you know, doing his appearances on Colbert, doing his book tour, all that stuff. Does anybody who went out and, you know, said, Hey, listen to Comey. Comey's got the dirt, all that kind of stuff. Does anybody feel foolish now? Is there anybody out there, any democratic side, anti-Trump? Does anybody want to come out and say, you know, all right, maybe Comey was a lot more slippery with the truth than we wanted to admit. Maybe he was a lot more disingenuous. It's fairly easy to get people to say, okay, he was a narcissist. He was an egomaniac. He believed that he was the uh, last Boy Scout. He had this really inflated sense of self regard. But most people kind of hand waved it away and basically said that Comey's decision making was uh, hunky dory and that the president was, you know, an out of control maniac to fire him or something. Does anybody feel differently now? Do they? they just, just seeing Comey do that and say, well, look, because he said it could be one of two things, it means it totally couldn't be one of these two things. <laughs> um, this is a really desperate spin from him. And I, look, you know, this is, you know, what he's kind of say, look, it was simply an innocent mistake that they said he was not a source when he was. No. <laughs> when, when the email says he is a source and you show it to the FISA court and it says he is not a source. That didn't accidentally, it's, you know, you had to use whiteout, right? <laughs> he did not accidentally change that. Um, You know, I think Comey's got a lot to answer for. And this whole idea. And I don't think anybody in, in you know, the the def- in the Comey crowd or, or you know, administ- Obama administration officials from this era, I don't think they realize, look, it was just incompetence is really not that much more. Reagent. It's arguably worse. Right. If they were being partisan. OK, it's a conspiracy, but at least they were good at their jobs. Well, reasonably good at
1: the jobs. Absolutely. But now he's dissembling as, as, in as many ways as humanly possible. I assume he's in the middle of a forest right now, just trying to ah. recenter himself. But uh, Jim Comey is definitely one of these uh, figures who portrays himself one way, uh, uh, like you said, turning himself into a martyr now. I don't know if he's always been like that. Some folks say yes. Others folks say no. It's just only when he's yeah. had a more prominent His position.
3: Of, you, know, uh, you know, people on this network said, uh, OK, yes, Hannity has a lot of nutty guests. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. There's your point. There's your gold star. There were, you know, that doesn't get you off the hook, right? The fact that you're not going to jail doesn't mean you were in the wrong here and doesn't mean you weren't doing a bad job in your duties of being a nonpartisan FBI director.
1: Yes. And to answer your earlier question about whether anybody uh, feels the need to apologize, I'm sure the answer for the most part is no, because uh, there's always a little nugget in in each of these reports that go on for hundreds of pages. And uh, even if it's completely irrelevant to the larger conclusions of the report, uh, the person who uh, is completely contradicted by the report can always say, see, and then they don't have to answer for anything.
3: How many times does it look like Trump really had, you know, got caught with his hand in the cookie jar? Uh, He was really in trouble. There was no way he was going to be able to escape accountability for this. And it would take a miracle for him to get out of this. Okay, you ask for a miracle, I give you the FBI. (laughs) Incredible.
1: Incredible. Well, let's talk about something much happier, and that's uh, good oral health. And uh, for that, we always turn to the good folks at Quip Electric Toothbrushes. Uh, It's holiday season. Toothbrushes uh, could be on the list, particularly if it's a really nice one and one that does a great job. And that's exactly where Quip Electric Toothbrushes comes in. We've talked about uh, establishing good patterns of oral health over the past few months. And Quip is perfect for that because not only is it a cool electric toothbrush and they send you new brush heads when you need new brush heads, but you've got the guided pulses that happen every so many seconds uh, during your two minutes of brushing, which uh, takes all the guesswork out of it. The toothbrush literally tells you when to uh, change the side of your mouth that you're brushing on and – This is important because you've got 90% of us who don't brush for a full two minutes, uh, don't clean evenly, hang on to the toothbrush way too long, Um, just bad brushing habits. But now that the Christmas season is upon us, if you or someone else or even the kids in your life need to establish good brushing habits, this is the best way to do it because Quip is something that's sure to put a smile on everyone's face because it's dental care they'll actually want to use every day.
3: Greg, I can hear our listeners out there saying, do I really want to give a toothbrush for Christmas? And the answer is yes, (laughs) Yes. or or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any of these, because Quip is the perfect thoughtful and practical gift with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss and toothpaste. All of these things are intentionally designed to make your good habits simple. The Quip electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations, any timer with, as you mentioned, the 30-second pulses to guide your routine, and the Quip Floss Dispenser has pre-marked strings, so you always use the right amount. Never too much, never too little. Plus, Quip delivers brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months. You can join more than three million happy customers, all with bright, shiny white smiles, and check everyone off your gift list right now with Quip. So
1: just go to getquip.com slash martini to save on gift sets and to get your first refill free with a refill plan. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash martini, getquip.com slash martini. All right, Jim, let's move to our bad martini now. And this is kind of a weird story, especially for conservatives right now. Uh, Jeff Van Drew is currently at least a this very moment, I think, a Democratic congressman from New Jersey. He is uh, a guy we've mentioned a couple of times now because he voted against the impeachment inquiry, and he said he's not going to vote for either of the two articles for impeachment when they come to the floor this week. Uh, Apparently, after a long conversation or what passes for a long conversation with President Trump, he's decided to become a Republican. So now you've got many of his staff saying, this is not what we signed up for. We want to be with the Democrat. They probably just want to be with the majority, too. Uh, So they're uh, abandoning ship for Jeff Van Drew. The chief of staff is staying on. And so some folks might be thinking, all right, well, this was a moderate Democrat. Uh, Bring him on board. It's one more seat. Uh, Might be in a good position to hang on to that seat come uh, next year. No. As you point out in the jolt today, uh, Jeff Van Drew has endorsed Cory Booker to be president. And more significantly, he votes with the Trump administration position 7 percent of the time. And we're not talking about incidental issues here, Jim. He's voted to overturn uh, emergency declarations for border wall funding. Uh, He voted to condemn Trump's statements about the squad on and on and on from Obamacare to everything else. So I'm not sure what we're getting here if this guy becomes a Republican.
3: Greg, Greg, this is a a party switch that is all driven by principle. (laughs) And the principle is that Jeff Andrew does not want to lose the Democratic primary if he votes against impeachment. And he does not want to lose the general election because he voted for impeachment. I guess it's possible Jeff Andrew will change on a lot of these issues. I assume he will rescind his endorsement of Cory Booker. And I suppose he could make the argument of, oh, you know. He 's my home state senator. I kind of had to do it blah 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 you know I, on some of these issues, I suppose he could change his view it 's going to be really weird if, in the same session, he votes a different way on border wall funding or or you know, all kinds of immigration related issues. I mean, as you went down the list, you know, uh, condemning the squad Trump's comments about the squad as racist. This was a guy who was in pretty darn good standing with the Democrats up until very, very recently. And as I went back and I checked a month ago, the NRCC, the National Republican Congressional Committee, was denouncing this guy for supporting socialism. Welcome aboard. You know, how does that meeting go, Greg, where that first time where he's going together with this is his district is all South Jersey. It's Atlantic City, basically almost like the entire bottom third of the state uh so, you know southernmost corner of the state when he goes to those republican county dinners all of these people spent 2018 trying to beat this guy right all of these guys up until probably a couple of days ago were preparing to beat him in 2020 how did those meetings go hey um sorry i said you were the antichrist and uh you know you were terrible and you're wrong on everything welcome aboard buddy <laughs> You know, you kind of wonder, I, the only the only two things that make sense are that Jeff Drew will change all of his views on everything, which will be really weird. And you got to wonder about those those other staffers who haven't uh, jumped ship yet. Or he will try to I guess maybe you can try to thread the needle. But if you're a Republican in this district, maybe you'd rather have your own guy. So um, I'm sure the NRCC will love it. And obviously, I'm sure President Trump loves the. Uh, The narrative of, hey, you know, Democrats are abandoning ship and switching parties and all that stuff. I mean, it's pretty unusual to see somebody switch mid-year and to join from the majority to the minority. You can almost kind of see when somebody says, oh, I got promised a committee chairmanship or something. But, hey, you know what? We'll see what's happening. I'm sure the NRCC is feeling good today. Trump's going to mention it. But uh, kind of a weird situation for everybody in South Jersey right now. Exactly. Because on on the
1: one hand, you could be looking at the... uh Mirror image of Charlie Crist here, uh, switching parties and changing all your positions, or he doesn't change a lot of them. And the NRCC, which generally has the policy of, we're going to back the incumbent in a primary— all of a sudden, you've got the Republican Party backing a guy who really agrees with the president 7% of the time and kicking all these more conservative challengers, you have to assume, uh, to the curb because they think uh, sticking with the incumbents is the smarter way to go. And I'm not sure it is.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of left with this situation where let's assume he starts voting with the president much more frequently. How, how much can you switch before people start saying, OK, this guy doesn't believe in anything except keeping his own seat? Like, could he, could he get it up to, like, 40%, 50%, you know? And at that point, this is a swing district. There, You, can, you know, it doesn't seem crazy for South Jersey Republicans to say, hey, you know what, we could run somebody else in our primary, and he might be a more consistent vote for our interests. We'll see how it shakes out, but... Uh... A really bizarre switch from Jeff Andrew in these circumstances.
1: And I'm guessing, Jim, I don't know what the exact timetable is for party switching, but you have to think Trump wants him to stay a Democrat through the impeachment votes so he can still claim that he had a Democrat voting against impeachment, even though there will probably be more than one.
3: He'll, By the way, I actually did a little bit of this. He'll, the, the expectation is they'll get anywhere from four to ten. Uh, let's also note that the vote's going to be two, two votes lower than the vote to start the inquiry because of the death of Elijah Cummings and uh, Katie Hill going on her national victim tour.
1: On to our crazy martini now, Jim. And speaking of victimhood tours, this one uh, makes Katie Hill look like a piker. Harvey Weinstein in the New York Post. Jim, people have forgotten about all the good he's done. New, Ah! New York Post. More than 80 women have accused him of sex assault or harassment, but for Harvey Weinstein, it's still all about himself. The alleged serial sex predator and disgraced Hollywood producer whined to The Post in an exclusive interview that he should be remembered for doing more professionally for women than anyone in history, rather than the slew of sickening accusations against him. The fallen Tinseltown kingmaker appeared so clueless that he even boasted about what a lucrative contract he once gave actress Gwyneth Paltrow, one of his alleged victims. Quote, I feel like the forgotten man the 67-year-old alleged rapist griped last week. Here's where it gets really good. I made more movies directed by women and about women than any filmmaker. And I'm talking about 30 years ago. I'm not talking about now when it's Vogue. I did it first. I pioneered it. It all got eviscerated because of what happened. He said bitterly, my <laughs> work.
3: of what happened. Euphemism of the year. You know, <laughs> that thing that happened. My record of decades of sexual assaults. Good heaven, you know. Uh, it, it's a rare moment where I'm semi-speechless uh, live on this podcast. The thing I will jump out here, Greg, and say is like, first of all, there's something like mentally wrong with this man. If he really walks around and believes that he's the victim in all this, then yes, that he, you know, like this is a a narcissism to the point where I don't know if he perceives reality accurately. Um, we, we're one step away from saying. Look at all the women he didn't sexually assault, right? There's like six billion, seven billion people in the world. That's like three and a half billion women. He only sexually assaulted a small fraction of them. I think it's kind of interesting, the the depth of denial that he's in, um, that he really believes that he has, you know, that that this is all unfair to him, that his good work is being forgotten, yada, yada, yada. Just an insufferable guy. You thought we hated him before. Now we really hate him. Um, We also should note, though, that he reached a deal with a whole bunch of accusers does not require him to admit wrongdoing put a lot of as i understood a lot of money to the lawyers not nearly as much as you'd think going to the victims and a deeply frustrating set of circumstances to see somebody potentially getting away with this um and he's still facing criminal charges so it's not like he's completely getting away with it but um just kind of mind-boggling and you wonder about you know who's around him who's enabling this kind of epic disconnection from reality so a lot of victimhood going on today at various levels Jim, we'll
1: reconvene tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have more sane people to talk about then. See you tomorrow, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus, Radio America. Thank you for being with us today. Don't forget to visit our friends over at Quip and get an electric toothbrush for someone you care about or more than one person you care about this holiday season. Go to getquip.com slash martini. Getquip.com slash martini. Please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a great review and join us Tuesday for the next Three Martini Lunch.